Hello and welcome to Deluded, the Melbourne Demons fan podcast. This week the D's made us look stupid by cleaning up port in a game that we thought we had no chance to win. Needs, why should anyone listen to our football <laughs> analysis ever again? Look, I can't answer that question because they absolutely shouldn't. We predicted, you know, we predicted a, der- a terrible day at the G. We predicted that we were going to get absolutely stomped on. And it was quite the opposite. It was extraordinary. It was all over by halftime. We were all over them. Yeah, it, it was amazing. amazing. To be fair, to be fair, we did not know that four of our players would come back in. We didn't know that. We thought that Watts and Tyson would come back in. Viney coming in was obviously a huge, huge inclusion. Yeah. And Salem coming in just looked so much, made just the back line just look so much better and more composed. Right, right, right. Yeah. With those outs, we, we had no chance. I mean, but I have to be honest, even if someone had told me those four players would come back in, I still probably wouldn't have picked us, just because you would have expected Viney to be off the mark, uh, given, you know, he was rushing back from this injury. he was in a moon boot like a week ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the other players have been out for a while. Gorn and Hogan were still establishing themselves. Like, I still would have been pretty surprised by the win. To be fair, Port always have that sort of downhill skier kind of feel about them, don't they? I still mean, haven't they been do... the team of the eight. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad that that record continues. But they are that kind of team, I think, where when they're on, they just look amazing and they look so unstoppable. And you could sort of sit there marvelling at them. Yeah. But then they also have these, like, horrible losses, like the one to Essendon and obviously to us. I mean, it was really, by the halftime, the whole, the whole game just looked completely over. I was loving it. It was awesome. Yeah. They remind me a little bit, Port Adelaide, of the D's in the Danaher era. Um, this team that just looked impeccable sometimes and could crush opponents, but every time you had a real crunch game against an important opponent, they just fall over, particularly yeah. on the road. They would yeah. just find a way to lose. Well, they just like, felt like no one was tackling our players in the first yeah. half in particular. It was extraordinary. Yeah, absolutely. And they were sloppy, but geez, how good were we? We were amazing. Our oh. pressure was incredible. I was so stoked. The hardness was incredible. Yeah. Um, for a while, I was worried that we weren't putting enough pressure on the scoreboard and that might come back yeah, and Yeah, I mean, like, look, Jeffy kicked three behinds, and that was obviously a bit frustrating, but, you know, there were sort of entertaining behinds. They were. They, they were, were very entertaining behinds. Or maybe it was, yeah, yeah, three behinds. Yeah, so, I don't know. I don't know. And then we held on against the odds. I mean, it looked at a certain point that they were going to run us over. Well, Boke was just destroying us. Yeah. You know, and I still don't know who was meant to be on him or if anyone was meant to be on him, but if it wasn't working regardless. There was one moment when poor Jack Trengove was trying to chase Boke uh, and he was uh, ambling as fast as he could towards him and oh, just couldn't get near him. God, that's a bit sad. Um, but, um, I don't know. I mean, clearly what we're doing on Boke didn't work, but I don't remember Boke playing this well for a long time. Well, I mean, he, he, it was like only him. That's the thing. No one else in the team went with him, thank God. I mean, Robbie Gray lifted, I think, in the second half. He played really well. Yeah, yeah. I think he did play really well, but at the same time, they just... There were kind of, nobody else was anywhere to be seen. Like Polak looked really amateur. I was very happy that Charlie Dixon got the comeuppance he deserved oh, from the hate from guy. the Melbourne faithful. Isn't he a flog? Why was he like getting stuck into Neville Jetta? You don't get stuck into Neville. You Jetta. don't get stuck into a fan favorite like Neville Jetta. It was quite funny though at the end where everyone was booing Westoff because they thought it was Charlie <laughs> Dixon, which I thought was amusing. <laughs> Westoff's never heard a fly. Yeah, I know he seems like quite a nice guy. guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, trust a guy with a beard. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um, but Neats, let's get to some of the big questions from that game. Um, which of our players are going to make the All-Australian team? This is a question we, we haven't asked for a while. We haven't asked it in years, really. Yeah. I mean, we probably it was, last year was basically which of our player will make the Australian team. Right. Uh, but I think this year there's a couple of real contenders. So I think Neville Jetta and... He has to be a lock. Well, he has to be a lock. And, you know, every self-respecting Melbourne fan will be saying that. For years, mm. Neville Jetta has been doing this. I mean, ever since... Rusey kind of resurrected his career in a way. Yeah. 
he has just been the most reliable small defender. I mean, I, I, he's incredible. He's incredible. And it fits my theory that often with a lot of players, before you delist them, Try them as the exact opposite, like as a defender if they're a forward. So this is like the Liam Jones experiment yeah, as well, right? Just like give him a go. It works surprisingly often. Yeah. And you wonder why co- coaches, particularly talented players, and even when Jeddah was a forward, I don't think anyone disputed that he was talented. He just, he didn't seem to get a huge amount of the ball. Um, he wasn't like, you know, a deadly finisher like some of the other small forwards, but he never looked like a terrible player or right. anything. Um, so I don't know. It's brilliant by Ruzi. To brilliant give him by Ruzi. Honestly, I cannot even believe that at one stage he was you know, on, on the, our rookie list. And now he's probably, you know, he, he probably really is one of our most important players. Yeah, and my concern is from that era of destruction, like that kind of kneeled and late Bailey era, there might be so many other players like Jeddah yeah. who could have made it with the right coach, with a bit of confidence. Right. Like you think back to someone like Jamie Bennell, that was a really promising player. But I mean, he got to go to West Coast and had a chance there. I know, I know. But you just wonder seeing some of these players that show real glimpses, yeah. whether in the right environment. Yeah. But anyway, that's a negative frame. The point is, Jetta's become incredible. Superstar. Also, funny note, did we discuss this at the start of the season? Mark Robinson confusing Neville Jetta with Jamie Bennell. <laughs> it was outrageous. He was doing his sort of um, hypothesis for how Melbourne would pre- perform this year, and he confused Jamie Bennell and yeah. Neville Jetta. Mark Robinson's football analysis is generally a few years behind. I'm impressed he at least named another former Melbourne player. That's, that's something. true. That's something. That's something for Robbo. Um, but, okay, so Jeddah's in. Um, Hibbo? I think he has to be in. I mean, he's just been phenomenal since he came in. He's 30-plus possessions every single week. His drive-off half-back sets us up beautifully. He's an amazing one-on-one defender as well. Mm. Yeah, he rarely gets beaten. Rarely gets beaten. I mean, he doesn't get pushed off the ball easily. He's just – some of his desperation acts – I mean, thinking back to that Carlton game in the dying seconds where it really looked like they were going to score yeah. and he just saved the day. This was, sorry, not in the dying seconds. This was maybe like 10 minutes before the end of the game. But there was this horrible passage I of play. I appreciate the precision. Yeah, yeah. No, I just wanted to be clear that there was a, um, it, but there was this passage of play in the, in the Carlton goal square where it just looked like they were going to get a goal. And, yeah. you know, he and Neville Jetta just solved the, saved the day. Yeah, he's been brilliant. It's, it's hard to imagine how he wouldn't make it. We're obviously very biased. But what do you do if every week you're in the top three players in the ground in a really good team? Yeah. I mean, how would he, how would he not be it? I just, I just can't see how. I can, yeah, I, I completely agree. And I can't think of which other sort of halfback flankers would be beating him for in his position. Yeah. I mean, Heath Shaw's had a pretty good year. Yeah. Um, there's always, you know, Zach Williams. Zach, or, I love Zach Williams. I know you love Zach Williams. I do love Zach Williams. But I don't think he's really as great as a one-on-one defender is... As Hibbo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think Hibbo's doing everything right. Completely. I, I think he honestly should make it, which would be a bit weird that we have two of the, you know, two of the half-black flankers in the All-Australian <laughs> team. But I think that position we've really nailed down. Oh, completely. And we can it's think back a couple of years ago where we had no players. No players. Even... Would... Exactly. Andrew Strauss was meant to be our guy to fill the hole. Andrew Strauss? Did you remember him? Not Andrew James Strauss. Strauss. James Strauss. I was thinking, who's Andrew Strauss? Andrew Strauss might have been better than James Strauss. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, it's, it's extraordinary. It went from having no one to having this, like plethora of really strong you know, options. But yeah. anyway. Um, I think those two. Is there anyone else that makes it? Well, so there's a discussion about Jeff Garland. Mm. And he started the season really well. I think the problem is, is that of late, his kicking has just been a bit wayward. So I don't think that he's kicking for goal. He's kicking for goal, to be clear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think part of it is he was just such a dead-eyed dick for the first you know, 10 rounds of the season or whatever. A dead-eyed dick. A dead-eyed dick. Okay. And, and since then, he's been... 
um, you know, after he, after his injury, he's looked a little bit less confident with his set shots. It right. looked a little bit more like his kicking last year. Yeah. Which wasn't terrible, but you just wouldn't trust him shooting from I that. completely agree. He kicked four behinds last week. He kicked three behinds this week. And then I think um, before that, he missed a few shots as well. So, look, it's, yeah, I think if it, if it weren't for this sort of patch of um, sort of wayward goal kicking, he probably would be in the discussion, but maybe he'll be left out of it just because of that. Yeah, yeah. I think he'll be close. He'll definitely be in the mix. Yeah. What about Claret? Yeah, I think Clary absolutely should be should be a walk-up selection. I mean, it's extraordinary. A walk-up walk selection. Why not? He should be on It's a well, tough spot. It is a tough middle. spot, but he's been getting 30 possessions per week. Well, yeah. In a really good so, team. So have a lot of players. I mean, so you'd have um, Dangerfield, obviously, is a lock. Yeah. Um, you'd have Martin right. as a lock. Um, who else would be a lock? Kelly would be a lock. I agree with that. But then, like, for example, Rory Sloan is probably a lock. And Rory Sloan's had some very quiet weeks in a way, you know, when he was getting tagged, in a way that I don't necessarily think Clary's had that many um, quiet weeks. Yeah. Where he hasn't really influenced the game at all, hasn't gotten any of the ball. He's only had a couple. He's been very consistent. He's been very consistent. I honestly feel like part of the reason why I think he might get overlooked is just because of his age, which sounds a bit ridiculous. But, you know, it was kind of like Zach Merritt last year. He had a phenomenal season. Yeah. But it's because he was playing in a terrible team and he also was really young that they kind of just tend to overlook the younger players in favour of the more established players, I think. Yeah. It could be a year too early for him, but I hope he makes a squad. I think he And if he does, should. that's an incredibly impressive He's, he's had a phenomenal, phenomenal year. Yeah. So, Nitz, moving then to um, our finals, best 22. We've already decided we're going to make finals now after okay. this win. We have, though. We're definitely... Well, definitely. De- nothing is definite, but we're, we're right in the mix, kids. We're in a good spot. We're in a very good spot. But... Is this essentially our best 22, minus, of course, Jones and and Vince? Yeah. See, I think it probably is. I think Jones and Vince definitely come back in. And we're interested in hearing what the supporters have to say about this, whether or not you think anybody else is missing from the best 22, for this year at least. Like, I think Angus Brayshaw in the future will definitely be in the best 22. But I think just given the number of games he's missed this year and his injuries, I don't think he'll make it back in time. Um, I also don't think, I mean, like, but I don't think we'll make it back in time to be in our best 22 um, no. when he's comes and back from suspension. I don't think he's good enough, frankly. Yeah, yeah, I probably agree with that. I think Vince would probably come in for, I don't know, maybe JKH, and then Jones yeah. would come in for, I hate saying it, but maybe Trengove. <laughs> I mean, I think so. I, I mean, hate saying it, though. I mean, Trengove did some nice things. He had a decent first quarter. He didn't make any mistakes. No. He just still looks slow, and he kicks the ball high. I mean... This is the stuff that's killed him for the last few years when he's got a chance to play, right? Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, I really want them to give him another week, and I'm sure they will. Oh, they will. They will. They'll give him another game to sort of see how he goes, but I really am desperately hoping, I think like all Melbourne supporters, that he puts in like an absolute blinder and we can keep him in the team. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I've been saying to people this week, I mean, if the Swans can fit um, Craig Bird into their premiership team, yeah. if... The Saints can fit, like, Robert Eddy into the grand final team. Surely there's a place for Trengove. It's a bit harsh that you can see like, <laughs> Trengove to be the equivalent of Craig Bird. Well, I mean, you know, they're players that have played in, you know, grand finals and premierships and whatever. Um, clearly those teams found a role for the players that aren't, you know, superstars, but just find a role. Maybe we can find something for Trengove. I just don't know exactly what it is. Yeah, I think the coaching staff's trying to figure that out as well. I mean, he seemed to be playing on the half-back line. I mean, obviously we weren't at the games. We didn't get as close a view. But playing as a half-back, I think we're better served even with, like, Wagner. I mean, Wagner makes the odd mistake, but he looks a bit more damaging. Well, he's just a bit quicker, isn't he? That's yeah. the thing. And he's and he's got a pretty good kick on him. So, yeah. And they don't seem to trust Trengove in the middle. 
Yeah, I know. I found that a bit disappointing. Why don't they just give them a go? I don't know. I mean, maybe they will in future weeks. But if they don't play him in the middle, I just don't see where on the ground he's going to fit. But if we if we can find a spot, even if there's someone who's like 5% better, I'd happily just play Trango. Oh, my God. Me too. I just want Trango to be in that team so badly. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. So, okay. So, so Trango might slide out. Um, needs? Final question. Mm. Is Jack Viney the new Joel Selwood? Well, you can answer this question because you came up with it. I, yes. He, if not better... Yeah. He is we hate Selwood a, as well. well I mean, Viney doesn't duck no, and, Viney and get cheap free kicks. No, no, no. Viney's not, not, into that. not into that. He is a superstar. Can mm. you believe he was in a moon boot two weeks ago and now he and then he came out and played that well on the weekend? Are you worried that he's going to have some serious deteriorating Oh, completely. I wonder what's going to happen to him in the future. And I wonder if even at the end of the season he's going to be like in a wheelchair or something. Yeah. He he's is, got a lawsuit waiting to happen against uh, a club. He is <laughs> just, you know what? But I just love him. He's our heart and soul. I mean, look, it always, like all Melbourne supporters, I think it broke my heart a little bit when him and Ollie Wines were going head-to-head on the weekend. I and I was just sitting there oh. thinking, why aren't the Bash brothers in our team? Imagine that. I know. But at least we've got one. At least we've got one, even though we very nearly stuffed that up and sent yeah. him to Gold Coast. But he is he would walk on hot coals for the team. He would do anything for the team. And he's a superstar. That was an incredible performance. Incredible when, performance. When the game was hot. Uh, his I mean, clearance work, his his contested work. He is a ju- he's a machine. Yeah, he's unbelievable. And the captaincy has been great for him. It I has mean, been. Yeah. Some people on this podcast were skeptical um, <laughs> of his of whether captaincy would be good for him at this young age. I just didn't like that it put you know Nathan Jones's nose out of whack. That's well, all. I was concerned about the optics. That's all. I, well, put the optics aside. He, he is a superstar. He looks so good as a so captain. good as a captain. It really he's just grown into the leadership role as well. Yeah. Yeah. Phenomenal effort. From Love him. vines. But. Neats, on a player somewhat different to Viney, not in terms of commitment to the, to the <laughs> squad, but in terms of accolades, the Rowan Bale Award for most underrated performance. He can't go to milkshakes again. Even though <laughs> he still looks like such a damaging forward. He is the Iceman. He is. He sealed the game for us. I mean, that goal from the boundary line, what a goal. It is amazing. It's even, amazing. Even the other goal he kicked when Tom McDonald kind of clumsily kicked it into his lap and he opportunistically put it through on the left, that was a crucial goal. Yeah, he is. He's very crucial. He's just, yeah, he's showing why he was a top 10 Completely. Pick. And I think, you know, he was often sort of, you know, vilified by the Essendon faithful. But now yeah. I think he just looks like a genius. Or, well, not genius, but maybe like a pretty inspired pick by. Yeah, you know, no genius. Above average above IQ. Above average just... IQ. I didn't want to go too far. But I think that's right. You know, and it's, and it's funny because... Look, I, I definitely think we probably played paid unders for Hibbard now knowing right. um, knowing how good a player he is. Yeah. And we definitely paid overs for Melkshin. But it very much cancels each other out when you look at how both of them are performing. Right, right. Yeah. He's become, in the last couple of weeks, um, you know, one of our most damaging forwards. Completely. And one of our most reliable as yeah. well in terms of set shots and everything. Yeah. yeah. And good for the coaching uh, squad for coming up with this role for him. Because yeah. he started in the, in the back line. Yeah, he did. He made quite a few mistakes. He was pretty up and down in the yeah. first few weeks. And I think the fan base in general, us included, was sceptical of his spot. Completely. But then they suddenly played him as like a defensive forward. And, it's, and he and just bobbed up and kicked goals. Yeah, it's going to be So again, another brilliant stroke by Goodman. And how good was it seeing Jesse back to his best? Uh, I yes. mean, it's not I mean, it's I don't know what that has to yet. do with the Royal Bell Award. It doesn't have anything to do with the Royal Bell Award. I just wanted to have some Jesse love on this podcast. Yes, yes, that's fair. It was so good. It is so good, yeah. 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 He, he looks a lot better. And he I mean, looks happier as well, you know. He's smiling his face. Yeah, that was great. But, Neat, the Rowan Bell Award doesn't go to Milkshakes because he no. wins it too often. And he doesn't go to Jesse either because it's just... Because Jesse's a different uh, league of player. Um, it probably has to go to Mitch Hannon, 
who, in fairness, has also won the award multiple times. <laughs> Kieran, I think the problem is, is every time a player performs, starts to perform really well consistently, <laughs> they're now ineligible for the Rowan Bale Award. <laughs> so, like, who wins this award? I don't know. The award doesn't make sense anymore. If the award doesn't make any sense at all, if anybody else has any suggestions for a way in which we can reward uh, consistently underrated performers, <laughs> I'd really appreciate it. Because... Well, I feel like the award was made for Jack Trengo this week. He just didn't really do anything after quarter time. Yeah, I think that's right. So, I mean, look, it goes to Mitch Hannon. He was good. He was good. He was he's really always good. good, though. Oh, his tackling, his I love marking, his, his marking's opportunistic great. kicking. What a great recruit. Great recruit. Inspired yeah. recruit. Yeah, stole that from under the dog's noses, which is even Completely. more special. Completely. I do like that. Um, but turning to this week's game, which, in fairness, is the kind of game that Melbourne would often lose in the past, where... It just seemed like a kind of a fait accompli that would be North Melbourne. I completely agree. But this is a new Melbourne kids. I have so much faith. I think we're going to absolutely steamroll them and we're going to make them look like mincemeat. Are you trying to respond to your Twitter critics that say you're too negative? I am a little bit because <laughs> I've started to realise that I think that's actually, there's some truth in it. Let's not overcompensate. No, we're not. But I do think that, I think that we will absolutely smash them. I do agree with that. I don't think this is the same Melbourne team that, you know, of last year. And it's not the same North Melbourne team. I think it's that's the not, key thing. It's not, exactly last, right. time we had, last year we had a very close loss against them when they were actually good. To be fair, we did lose to them. We did lose to them Convincingly this year, this year we I did. thought. We did. Um, and they were playing these kids that they are still playing now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, the Taylor Garners of the world are going to rip us apart. Well, I am concerned about Ben Brown. He does always seem to get the better of us. I don't think we really have a good matchup for him. Yeah. Which is partly because he's just a good player. He is. There's not many teams that can match but up with him. But it's just our key forward deficiency. We, can, we can't deal with big key forwards. Right, We right. really struggle with Most teams struggle with that. I yeah. mean, I don't know what we do about him. We, I think we just play frost on him and just see how he goes. Try and keep bank him. bank on the midfield, really. If we can keep him to like getting. four goals and hope that North doesn't have many other goal scorers, yeah. that would be good. I th- from what Wade's I understand, back in the team. Wait, yeah, Wait's dangerous. Zebel, I imagine, will be back. He didn't play last week. Yeah, it's annoying. I was hoping he'd get rested this week. Right, right, right. Right. So, I mean, they've got... There's definitely a way they could beat us. Tasmania. I don't, yeah. I don't know if we've ever won in Tasmania. I don't know if we have either. We had a cracking game last year, but right. that was... um, Yeah, but that... I mean... Yeah. I don't remember any other games of significance there. So, it's going to be tough. What do you think about the ins and outs? Yeah, so I think that, so I mean, you've got Jones listed. I, my understanding is Jones is still a couple of weeks away. I think he's likely out, but yeah. there's been a bit of speculation. Um, I, I don't think they changed the team at all, to be honest. I think that... Yeah, unchanged makes sense I to me. I think unchanged makes complete sense to me. I mean, let's just stick with what we have at the moment. So I What think, if Gorn goes out? Oh, that does concern me. I don't like the fact that he was going in for scans. That makes mm. me a bit nervous. It sounds like it they won't play him. It doesn't sound like they're not going to play him. I don't like that. I think he's too important to us to risk any sort of sustained injuries. Um... Perhaps the ped returning the ped against his old team. Yeah, the grudge match. Is it really a grudge match? No, I don't think he has anything against North Melbourne. But I don't you think know, he really cares to be honest. I think this is a nice opportunity for Ped. Cruelly denied of a spot in the team. Maybe this is his moment. <laughs> Maybe it is. Yeah, but I guess the problem for Ped is he needs to play well while Gorn is in the team. Even if he comes back and plays well, that's well, the issue, that's right? Good. It doesn't really matter how he goes when Gorn's out of the team. Yeah. Mm. That's harsh. Yeah. So, so I mean, if, if Gorn's out, I think clearly Ped would come right, out. Right. But I don't think anybody else should go out. I, I really think they should just stay with an unchanged change list. We've been making a lot of changes every single week. Right. And I think at least just give this this team a go, considering how well they performed, particularly in the first half against Port. What about Kennedy Harris out for someone like um, 
Stretch or uh, Kennedy or Wagner, one of these I, guys. You know, I, I, mean, I kind of wouldn't mind having a look at one of them before finals. I wouldn't. Want, I really want to see Maynard. Yeah, he's a wild card, but I really want to see what he's all about. He's consistently he's, playing well. He's consistently playing very well. I mean, from my understanding, his set shots may need a little bit of work. Oh, that's fine. But I think aside from that, he's actually been performing really consistently well in the VFL. So I would love to give him a go. Yeah. 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 So that's that's an option, but I'd be fine with unchanged. Yeah. And um, I agree. I think we'll. I think we'll win. I think we'll win by about um, thirty points. Yeah. What do you think, Mitz? I think about thirty is probably right. Maybe twenty. Yeah. 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 It, it, it's not going to be a blowout, but I think we have so much to play for. We've we got have class. Far too much to play for, honestly. Yeah. If they turn in a disappointing performance, just like this last week, year's game against Carlton. Oh, I know. But if they put in a disappointing performance this week, honestly, I mean, just get the microwaves out. Really, <laughs> that's just all hope is lost. Well, that's a bit of a dramatic. I know. Reaction. I like being a bit. You know, there's only two ways with me, Kieran. I'm well aware. Yeah. Don't you for long enough. Um, <laughs> Well, that's it for this week's episode of Deluded. Um, we'll be in your podcast feed a couple of days after every game, as always. Please keep tweeting us at Deluded Podcast. Uh, Nita has taken over the Twitter account for me because I'm inept at Twitter. So you actually will get responses and potentially interesting content. Yes? Potentially interesting content. Potentially interesting. Mildly interesting content. Please like our Facebook page as well, uh, which is Deluded Podcast. Uh, and email us with comments at deluded1964 at gmail.com. And we look forward to speaking to you uh, probably late next week because we'll be in Barcelona. We will be, but watching the game. We'll still be watching watching the game. Uh, and go Dees. Go Dees.